Welcome back to the College Corner for week 12, two weeks left of the season. That's terrifying, of the regular season at least. Um, we'll get into three really important games, very important games. In one in the Pac-12, one in the AAC, one in uh, the Big Ten, and they're all nicely spread out too, 12 yeah. through 30 and 7. Um, I mean, not there's there's some good stuff from the week. I wanted to, uh, I mean, starting with the playoff, not much has changed in terms of the rankings. I do think that um, Cincinnati has a chance to assert itself in that five spot if they win this weekend, though. What do you think? I know ton ton of talk during the week before the lead up about Michigan maybe passing them, but I don't know. I'm I'm fine with where they're at. Um, Michigan, I hate Michigan. I still don't understand why they are where they are, but big two weeks here. We're going. The good thing is we're going to figure out if they're good or not. So these things will sort itself out. Cincinnati has a very good opportunity to sneak its way in here because Utah's not making it in, right? So like, as much as they're Utah has losses. Yeah, two, Utah's going to get two shots at Oregon. They're favored this week, which definitely surprises people, but I think that they have a good shot to win. So if they get two shots at them and they beat them once, then that's going to take Oregon out, so that leaves the opening for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Utah uh, has three fucking losses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then there's also the whole thing with um, Notre Dame has been discussed. ESPN had like a – they do a – there's some computer calculation they have that gives them percent chance for make the playoff. And it was Notre Dame at 60%. <laughs> I just think that's crazy because they don't have anything to really help them the next couple of weeks. I think they have Georgia Tech. So let's let's talk. Let's somebody. talk. So you have a one-loss Notre Dame team and you have Cincinnati undefeated. Hmm. Who are you taking? You're the you're the selection committee. It's for the fourth spot. Who are you taking? Um, I'm probably feeling good about it because if Cincinnati's the Wait, one loss, Notre Dame, and undefeated Cincinnati. I'm yeah. feeling good about Cincinnati because in that scenario, they would beat SMU this week, who I think a, with Sonny Dykes is a really fun offensive team. And if they put a, put together a good defensive performance, it'd be impressive. Uh, and then they'd beat Houston in the championship game. So that would give them some impressive wins. I think this is going to give the case of why isn't Notre Dame going to play in a conference championship game like they had it last year in the ACC which was great for them it was fun last Mm -hmm. year too and they just want this independent thing where they can kind of go play whoever they want do whatever they want Um, you know they're they're the team on NBC all the money all that kind of deal they feel like they don't need the conference conference alignment they make enough money on their own but I think in this scenario it does hurt them because at the end of the day they lost by what 14 to Cincinnati so I don't think they should get in over them, even though I do think they play again, then, you know, the way Notre Dame's been playing has a better shot to beat them, but it's still got to be Cincinnati, right? Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope for the problem that we have with the committees all the time is that these teams don't play each other. How can we evenly match them up and how can we look at them based on their schedules and stuff like that? And these teams played each other. It's the only, like, thing that's different. It's the only thing we can really take is they played each other and one team beat the other team, one team has no losses, one team has a loss. Yeah, and it's... The other thing is that I think either one of these teams would get absolutely throttled <laughs> in the playoffs. I feel like it's... Uh, who did Washington play when they made it in, and they got Bama. killed, and they Bama got killed kill. right? I think it wasn't that bad, because Bama kind of let up let and up. only scored, but I think, it, 28 points. It but wasn't Washington close. Washington scored three, I think. Yeah. I think it was 28-3. That's what I feel like it's going to be. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm. I want. This is what I want for purely my entertainment purposes. I want Ohio State and Alabama to somehow play each other. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it, I want that. That's what I want in the semifinal. 
sorry, not in the championship. I want them to play each other in the semifinal. Then I want Georgia. Who who is the best test? Like, do, does if Oklahoma wins out, I think they end up being in. Because Oklahoma? They, yeah, because yeah. they are one loss, and then they beat Oklahoma State, likely potentially twice. And then um, what's the what's the other win they would have? Oh, if they beat Iowa State this week. Yeah. So those are those are okay wins. I think it's Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma would be the best shot because I I keep saying to myself that Alabama's gonna get Alabama's gonna get in even with a second loss. But the problem is is that they'd be a potentially be a four seed and I don't think anyone wants to see that. We've seen Oklahoma play in these playoffs. Like not obviously these playoffs, they but suck. We, yeah. We've seen what they do. They're not good. No. I think I think they play people are are talking about the fact that it could be a uh Oklahoma Oklahoma State Bedlam and then rematch in the in the championship game is it, would it not be that Baylor would be in over Oklahoma because Baylor beat Oklahoma? I have no clue. If they were all no, because then it'd be all two losses. No, no, because then they would lose to Oklahoma State and they would have lost to Baylor. So Baylor and Oklahoma State would play each other, I think, in the in the Big Twelve championship game if Oklahoma were to lose in Bedlam. But regardless, I think that's the best team to give them a shot because I can't see Cincinnati doing it. I think Ohio State can beat Georgia. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it. a good semifinal. I want Bama yeah. because Bama would be Bama would be a three seed if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State made the playoff. Because I think that there would they be a three seed if Cincinnati makes a playoff though. No, they've clearly shown from all the um, all the rankings and stuff that they like Bama more. I can see. Yeah, I, I can see them Bama losing and being the two seed still, or just being the three seed. Yeah, that's. Like in the SEC championship game, wouldn't you think that? They would just go to three. I don't think they'd go to four. No, because they wouldn't want them to play again. Exactly. So they'd just go to three. I think you have Bama, Ohio State there pretty much no matter what. Yeah. And the thing is, or, is about it's whoever. all about Oregon, Cincinnati, and how they play the rest of the way. If either one of them takes one loss these next three weeks uh, that they play, then doors wide open for Alabama to be in as a two-loss team. So, no, yeah, just think. they The committee wouldn't want Ohio State and Oregon again, right? And they wouldn't want... Uh, Alabama and Georgia again. So if those are the four teams, they would just cherry. It would be Ohio State. Is Ohio State four? Is that what they've done? What do you mean? The right now? Ranked? Yeah. No, they're three. Okay. No, so three. Oh, then they would change. Why did they change that shit? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, they're four. They're four. Okay. My bad. That what was am I saying? Um, yeah, Ohio State's four. I guess I this think is they fine wouldn't be too. opposed to seeing. I don't think they'd be. I think they'd be more opposed to seeing Bama and Georgia play each other a third time than they would Oregon and Ohio State rematch because that was so early on in the season. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. But I just don't. I just see Bama and Oregon flip flopping. Maybe if everyone wins out here, top four, rest season, mm-hmm. I can see. Yeah, the only thing I can see is Bama moving to three. They wouldn't let them play Georgia again. No. But yeah, I th- I, th- I honestly think two losses Alabama is going to be in because it's going to work itself out. Cincinnati is on the ropes. I kn- I feel like when we get to that game, I'll get more into it. But I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm late if I buy in on Cincinnati to lose because they've been struggling not covering the last like four weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, have posted all this different stuff on our TikTok this week. Uh, Corner CFB on TikTok. Texas Tech. Um, had their radio announcers suspend, suspended for at least a game for they said uh, numerous things about the 
performance of the referees, the Big 12 referees in their game against Iowa State, that they managed to win. That they were up 10 at the time and they were making some incredible comments, saying the ref had a concussion because he certainly looks like it today. (laughs) Uh, He started naming off, like he actually was saying the full names of the referees that were calling the game. And what was the other thing that he he had said? Um, There's one other thing. Oh, it was just uh, the Texas Tech was celebrating. He's like, they better not celebrate too much, or because these refs will call them if they sneeze. <laughs> so, I, there's this, you know, between people who are, who are in the media, who are journalists, who are broadcasters. You know, they talk about you know making sure that we're calling a game that's without bias, yeah. right? The the best compliment you can get as a broadcaster is if te- is if the fan of one team is saying that you're biased to the other, and then the fan of the other team is saying you're biased to his team. Yeah. At the end of the day, the local radio crew, oh, they can be as biased as they no. want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this is a, what is it, Jack Edwards for the Bruins? Yeah, Same yeah. type of thing. He's just the worst because he only cares about the Bruins. Exactly. Like he talks about that. But if you don't you, like it, go listen somewhere else. You, you're driving through Lubbock, and you're, you want to listen to guys cheering for your team, right? And they're on your side. They're like, oh, these rest. The only reason we're losing, we weren't even losing, they were winning, yeah. is because these refs are, are hor- horrible, and it's really funny. <laughs> I, I love, I love that because I think it's there's no problem with the local radio crew being biased to the team. The guy was, I, I saw the video. They're wearing the guy's wearing a Texas Tech sweater, <laughs> like yeah. he's wearing a uh, Texas Tech Tech zip up. It's like no shit. These guys are going to be biased. There, they are fans of the team. They live in Lubbock, like yeah. they live and breathe this team. So who cares? I thought it was gr- like they got suspended. It was bad. I mean, you can't you can't start naming off the referees like as if you're calling for people to find out where they, they live, live and yeah. and start sending them gaslighting you know, them. Yeah, sending them uh, pile on of their shit. porch. Yeah, yeah. A pile of shit on lit on fire <laughs> on their porch. Uh, another another thing that came out this week I thought was crazy. Another TikTok I posted FIU uh, Butch Davis. He's been there. He's the oldest coach in college football right now, and he was like, he, which Davis co- is older than Mac Brown? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's like, how old's Mac Brown right now? Uh, they got to be very old, close. Yeah. Butch Davis is in his 70s. I can't remember the exact age. Oh, Mac Brown's only 70. I think Butch Davis is 71. Okay, because Saban's 70 as well. I'm po- I'm almost positive he's 71. But anyways, he went to FIU. They had uh, two winning seasons. Butch Davis looks good, man. Yeah, he doesn't look that old. He's had two winning seasons in 13 years at FIU, or they had two winning seasons in 13 years at FIU before he got there. He comes to the team, turns them around. They're having a horrible year. I think they're one in nine this year. Things have just fallen off. During COVID, they uh, reportedly were shouldn't have really been playing. They did, just didn't have enough players in practice. On like during the week, they would have guys on offense have a select time of practice that they would go practice defense, and guys on defense would have a select time that they would be practicing on offense. Like it was bad. So COVID killed them. They've had no. As a result, they've been really limited with their recruiting. That's why this year has been so bad for them. But prior to that, he had brought he had immediately started winning at, at that program. I think the yeah. first three seasons, he's been there for five now. The first three seasons, they had two out of three were winning seasons. After they had lost, had five straight losing seasons. They're letting him go. He, his, his agent went to them, asked for a one-year extension. They responded by post, posting on the school's website and on the um, American Coaches Association website a job opening at head coach. <laughs> like, they just made it public that they're looking for a new head coach. He said... When he got there, this this first first one's crazy. Um, is that 
they've been wearing the same uniform for nine years. Yeah. Like think about that at other programs in the country. Like think about Oregon. They come out with a new, you know, spin on a uniform every single year. Mm-hmm. They're probably wearing I would think Oregon probably wears six sets of of, unif- of uniforms every season. They've actually they've toned it down a little bit too. Like they used to be crazy. Yeah, every game was different, but now they're not. Like and that. they've been wearing the same one for nine years. Like brutal, brutal for that group. Poverty. Of guys. That's the type of thing that you get excited. Like you get excited about the new threads. Yeah. Which is which is typically like even for the lesser programs, it's probably still once every couple of years that they make. It might not be a change of how it looks, but it's at least a new something new. I, like I wonder what they would even get before the season in terms of like gear. gear. We we went to we went to Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario, middle of nowhere. They still gave us a sweater before the season for the baseball season. <laughs> but you got to think like in recruiting too, right? When, oh so my I, God. I got I went to school. I played Division two baseball and. Although it didn't matter, like one of the things you ask is like, okay, like what uniform provider, like what do you guys get? Yeah. Is always a question. Like everywhere you go, it's a question. It doesn't, the answer doesn't really matter. But I feel like you're a D1 football programs, you're in Florida, you have to separate yourself somehow. If I use a like good, like multicultural school, you're in Florida too. Yeah. Like we're talking recruiting hotbed. Yeah. Like this should be a place where you should be getting guys. Like T.Y. Hilton went to Florida, <laughs> Florida International. Like if I use a, Really cool campus. I pitched against FIU, one inning, uh, get, give a triple. Then the guy got put out at home. Great nice, inning, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Um, but it's a really cool campus. Like it's a, it's a nice place to go to school. So poverty ass school yeah. is what someone commented. I think couldn't sum it up any better. Yeah, like just think like what do you tell guys when you're recruiting? It's like uh, we're definitely getting New Jersey this year. He he probably just sells himself and his history as a coach. Yeah. That's well, probably I mean, all he can do. He's an NFL coach, right? Yeah. GM too. And uh, other thing came from that was that he got to the – once he signed with them, got to the facilities, found out that the team had been wearing shoulder pads that were 10 years old. Had to – instead of the university buying new shoulder pads, he went to uh, – one of his assistants knew a coach at Mississippi State, and they ended up getting theirs that after they had gotten new they had gotten new ones these ones were sitting around they were 5 years old so the the team was wearing 5 year old shoulder pads that to them were like new, new from yeah. their ten, from 10 year old ones imagine stepping i would assume some of those guys just showed up with their own stuff like no no i don't think so probably like the you only think of that like Leonard Fournette wears his LSU pads in the NFL right yeah yeah but like high school you have to give your shit back right but so do, like i don't think they yeah, co- I, f- I always forget being in Canada and then that, that being in the U.S. is so much different because everything you – you don't play football in the summer. Like no. You don't – You play no, for your high school. Yeah, there's no playing for the city. You play for your high school. Yeah. There's no like summer ball. I guess they do like that seven-on-seven seven shit. Yeah. But – You go to the uh, – what, what's the Manning's camp there in the summer? Uh, or do you go know. to Elite 11? Elite 11, yeah. You have to be good to go to that yeah. though. <laughs> Uh, anyways, crazy story. I mean, his time's up at the end on the 15th. Honestly, I was thinking about, I don't know who they have. They have someone this week. I can't remember who it is, but I would think about betting on them because I'm sure he's quit on the program. The players are sick and tired of, of being there. That school has to, I mean, I would, wouldn't be surprised they lose their football program eventually, which yeah. is great. Like, I think it's senior, senior week, senior day for them. Is it? North Texas. Uh, they play North Texas though. Right. The mean green. Yeah. I wonder what that spread is. I might have to add it to the card. Okay, let's get into uh, other big news. Mel Tucker potential new deal. Yeah, second highest paid. He would be the second highest paid coach in college football, which is so crazy considering that he, you know, he was at Colorado. Also, he's 
just what two years ago now. He's he's here. They've had a year that's really come out of nowhere. I did can, not see this. It coming. could still be bad though. They could still have like. What do you mean? They could still have a couple losses here. They could have three losses easily. Yeah, but nine and three for a team that I'm pretty true. Like, true. It's it could get worse though. It's not like this year isn't. I don't think it'll be nine probably, three. They might be. They they probably. They're gonna lose. They're probably gonna lose this week, and then they'll be- have two losses. And I don't know who they have last. It's probably nobody. Yeah. Then they get to a good bowl game at nine and two. Yeah. Or, we uh, might be going to see them. We, there's a good chance we go see them at the Rose Bowl. I wouldn't hate that because I think Michigan's gonna get one of those at-large bids if they're not in over Michigan State. Yeah. Just because they're Michigan. But like that money, Mel Tucker, great coach, right? That's just a fuck ton of money. I know for one year. It's because of how crazy this coaching carousel is going to be. This this like mm-hmm. in the off season, you have LSU with Scott Woodward, who is constantly looking to swing for the fences. I mean, people were talking about uh, Lincoln Riley as a as an option. Um, talks of even there's been talk of um, Lane Kiffin, not just at LSU, but maybe if Miami lets go of Manny Diaz, Lane Kiffin maybe ends up in Miami. Um, Billy Napier seems to be is absolutely going somewhere. He's definitely leaving Louisiana, whether it's like a Virginia Tech job or it's one of these big jobs is like their second option, their backup plan. Um, there's going to be some big dick swinging all like all over the place with these schools that have job openings. It could even be Florida th- at some point. Yeah. Like Dan Mullen this past weekend, my God, that was brutal. <laughs> I can't believe they gave up that many points. They've completely quit. That's the biggest. That's the thing they that coaches quit last year too. Yeah, that's the th- well like, they like their LSU because they game. played the, they played in the in the cha- in the SEC championship game, so they they were yeah, managed to fair. stick around. But they quit in terms of who did they pl- they got thumped by Oklahoma in the uh, bowl game. Yeah, they're at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, I don't remember so, what bowl it was, but credit there you have to give credit to some coaches who can get their team to not quit on the season because that's what Florida did in that bowl game last year. That's what they did since they lost to uh, they lost to Alabama. They lost to LSU last year. That was their one. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm thinking about this year. They oh, lost to Alabama, yeah. then they lost to to somebody, and then they just quit. Oh, George, the Georgia loss is yeah. where things have just completely spiraled for them. So, credit to coaches that can like Manny Diaz has had Miami keep playing. Florida State, Mike Dorvell. It seems like they're getting behind him. Um, I, I love how I'm talking about other teams in Florida, <laughs> and a team that uh, Florida Florida be playing Florida State next week. Uh, but credit to the coaches that can keep these guys hanging on and playing especially these top tier programs once they're out of it i mean a lot of guys would want to roll over or just be playing only for themselves okay let's go to um the three biggest games this week like i said um pretty clear i think what the the top three are let's start with michigan state ohio state spread ohio state minus 19 in this game over unders 68 and a half it's been climbing this week what do you think next week ohio state michigan what do you think this the spread is going to be with Michigan being at home? I think it's going to be over at seven and a half at least. I think it's going to be ten. I think I, it's going to be ten because Michigan's at home. This is Ohio State at home against Michigan State. I honestly think of Michigan State and Michigan very similarly in terms of how you'd handicap the spread. So I think Michigan at home is worth for sure. For sure, I think they're worth for sure six points. So maybe it's like twelve and a half, thirteen. You think so? Yeah, because Ohio State offensively can play so fast yeah. and can just be up 14 nothing like in a blink of an eye, and then Michigan can't handle that type of game at all. No. But in terms of this game, Michigan State has been 
really bad in terms of explosive pass plays they've given up, which does not bode well. Their their play in the secondary hasn't been good the last few weeks. That's why they lost to Purdue. Um, so that's very scary for, for Michigan State in terms of yeah. Ohio State being able to move the ball in the air at will. I think a lot of public money will probably be on Michigan State. Yeah, huge number for yeah. sure. I think that's what's going to happen. But I'm I'm taking Ohio State in this spot here. I'm an Ohio State fan. Like It's tough for me to put anything else into this, but Ohio State minus 19. It, feel, it feels like last week, too, where everyone was just going to take Purdue. Mm-hmm. Number's too high. It's not too high. They're good at their jobs for a reason. Yeah. I'll take I'll, Ohio State here. I'll take the over 68.5 just because I saw last week with Ohio State. I had them on on the show here or had on the show here, and then on my the blog I had the the over in the game, Ohio State-Purdue game last week, and that was locked up mm-hmm. at halftime. But I also took Ohio State minus the points, mm-hmm. and I was worried because I I mean, you're up back. that much. Yeah. It's just like, okay, let's just they you know, put, whatever They happens, put in their happens. backups like halfway through the third, it yeah. felt like. So I like the over because I think if Michigan State, even if Ohio State runs away with it, Michigan State can climb back in this game, and then I, I don't trust the Ohio State defense. I have the over enough. in this too. It's still it's a big number. What do we need so that we need like twenty something points for Michigan State? That can easily happen. The defense isn't that good. Yeah, I said My, that last week. All we needed was twenty one from Purdue. Yeah, Got that. I think I think we can get twenty eight from Michigan State. I think Ohio State scores. You know, they show up to the building. And they score forty. Yeah. The, this time so. of year, that's what they do. So if we get forty, if we get forty twenty eight, which is I think we can get easy. We're already right around the total. So mm-hmm. if we get more than that, then we're then we're hitting it. Yep. Love it. Uh, SMU at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus 11 over under 65. In this matchup, SMU has had some down weeks um, ever since that loss to Houston. But I I want to take SMU in this game because I do think that this is a bad... It's not a bad matchup for Cincinnati because their past defense has been really good. Ahmad Gardner, um, obviously the leader there. But... I think that SMU can get inside this number, whether they're you know playing title all all seat or all game, or if they're down you know they're down seventeen, down twenty one, and they just get a couple scores and backdoor this thing. You uh, you see SMU up like fourteen seven after the first quarter. You're we're laughing here. Like that's something I think we need seven nothing up a touchdown through the first quarter. I think it's gonna lock. <laughs> so I'm my problem I'm taking, is that they're they're. Quite bad defensively. They're pretty good against the run, but they're 108th in, in opponent yards per passing attempt. That's I've seen my it, biggest worry. I mean, Cincinnati couldn't cover against Tulane. Tulane is god-awful. Yeah. Right? We thought Tulane was good after the first couple. They put up a couple good fights, right? And mm-hmm. then they're just not a good football it's team. It's hard to fight. and keep. It's hard to keep fighting for close games and just continue to lose. Yeah. Eventually, you it, just give up. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to take SMU, stay inside this number. Yeah. I, I like I like that. I, I'm getting a little bit worried because I feel like I'm on this too late because Cincinnati hasn't covered the last what four weeks now. So I feel like I'm getting in on it and it's just too late. I'm but I'm excited for wrong, this game based on how right I was with Cincinnati last year. Like with all their games, I bet every Cincinnati game last year. This year I've been wrong on Cincinnati. Just the games I think yeah. that they're going to cover. They're not the same team as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go SMU this time. They're going to fuck me. I'm going to take Cincinnati next week. They're going to fuck me. So I'm not. I can't win in this situation. So I'll just take SMU. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking through. SMU's got great pass pro, which is good. Uh, should give them time to get back in this game. Big, yeah. The biggest thing here is SMU incredibly one dimensional. Like they just run the ball, run the or throw the ball, throw the ball, and then Cincinnati's pretty balanced. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a, a, a really good test for Cincinnati to see where they're at defensively, to know to know where they're at defensively against the pass because they they could run into, you know, maybe well it's more than likely if they're in it's going to be Georgia. So yep. we, we we need to, we need to know seventh in yards per play defensively, but how much how much do you put into that when they're they don't play play the stiffest of competition. Uh, last one, Oregon at Utah. Utah minus three, over-unders 58.5. Avery, this is a big game for the Rose Bowl. This is a huge game for the Rose Bowl. Um, I said I want to fall in love at the Rose Bowl, so I'd love to see people from Utah there, you know, just some nice, uh, ca- not Catholic, just spiritual women there. Yeah. So Utah <laughs> would be nice. But I really want I want Utah to win this game. I'm looking at the on ESPN here, the matchup predictor has uh, Utah at 61% to win the game. I'm kind of like, I mean, it makes sense because they're favored as well. Mm-hmm. They think this total is going to go over. They have it like, I guess they over under 59. They have they have them scoring 57 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game doesn't make sense, right? On paper, to the untrained eye, this line doesn't make sense. Utah's favored by three points. They yeah. are at home. It's not an easy place to play. 7.30 Eastern time, which is what, 5.30 where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So it'll be dark kind of the whole time, big game feel. Yep. Uh, I, I'm taking Utah here personally because I think a lot of people will be on Oregon. Yeah. Seems I, easy. I, I agree. The thing, the, the thing is, is these teams are really are actually very similar. I know the record is a little bit different, but both top 30 in yards per play offensively, both top 30 in yards per play defensively. Utah pretty balanced like they, in terms of rank and rush and pass rate pretty well like right in the 60, 60s uh, with both so they're very balanced in what they're doing Oregon different story very, pretty one dimensional like they run the football plenty do it really well both these teams top five in yards per carry offensively so I think this game is going to be this. Game, I think this game is properly uh, the spread is correct and I think Utah covers with, with this being a big game at home it's a tough place to play yeah. uh, out there in uh, Salt what is it Salt Lake City I think that's yeah. I think that's where they play. I'm taking Utah minus three as well. I think that uh, Cam Rising has a uh, has a good game here, and I don't think that uh, I don't trust Anthony Brown enough. Yeah, no. Uh, go Utes, man. I don't like Oregon as a team. My little brother's an Oregon fan. It's always fun to watch Oregon lose. Pac-12. I I'm not a Pac-12 better usually. Mm-hmm. I like to stay in the Big Ten. That's what I know. You like the you love. Betting. I bet the Pac-12 way too much. I know. <laughs> I, I have a couple today, and I and I bet the Big Ten way too much. So that's your conference, the Rose Bowl. Your conference against my conference. Yes, right? yes. Uh, I, whatever that you know, whoever's playing. If it's Utah and Michigan State, Kenneth Walker's be playing because Kenneth Walker's not going to the NFL, which is great. Yeah. That's my worry about Oregon's. We're just not going to see Kayvon Thibodeau in the Rose Bowl. He'll just opt out. No, he'll look fucking awesome on the sidelines, though. Yeah. He will look. He will look good. Actually, I, they might not even. He might not even be there, because he'll be second semester, right? And he'll be. They'd probably let him on the sidelines. Oh so. yeah. But a guy, yeah, if he wants to be there. He'll be there. He'll be training. Yeah, at the facility. That was dumb by me. Uh, okay, rattle off your plays for me. Right, let's get into them. I didn't count how many I have. The uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the the thing is here, people, is we we're we're ready to bear down. We we, we went eleven and four last week. Yeah. So I think we're gonna. Really, eleven and three. I said, don't take Virginia. If, True. Um, that's on me. If uh, Brandon Armstrong doesn't play, but that's okay. Yeah, and they got 
You can't Whopped. put you can't put that in the graphic. No, I know. They also didn't. I I always forget that that's not like a conference game. They didn't play Brandon Armstrong. They said he was probably fine, but because it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. like for them getting the ACC championship, it was it was smart by them because they don't care about adding another loss if it if it doesn't impact. Uh, yeah, at a conference, if it doesn't impact them winning the conference. All right, let's get into it. I got two plays for tonight: Memphis, Houston over fifty nine and a half, Nevada money line uh, minus one hundred eight. So pick them there. Ohio State minus 19 over 16 and a half. Michigan State, Ohio State, Army minus 36. Boston called. Oh, quick one on that. That's like Wisconsin's been killing people lately because they just run the ball and they just score on you accidentally because yeah. they're just meaner and tougher than you. Army against UMass, they're going to have so many accidental scores when they're up 35. Yeah. And they're going to win by 50. So I uh, like that. UMass sucks. And yeah. what you don't want. their coach. What you don't want to go up against when you suck is someone just ready to fucking beat you into the ground, right? Yeah. And they're going to beat them into the ground all day. You want you want cupcake teams that uh-huh. are just airing the ball out all the time. You want a, you want a Tulane. Yes. You might even want a uh, SMU, to be honest, because those guys don't are, are throwing the ball all over the place. So those are the kind of teams you want. You definitely don't want. Uh, you want a Western <laughs> Kentucky this year, too. Yeah. Boston College minus one and a half. Clemson. Yurkovic back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like I just have to keep betting them because he's very, very good. And they're way different with him playing than they are with, uh, I can't remember the backup's name. Hasn't been that great. Clemson minus four and a half. Under Iowa State, uh, Oklahoma. Bama minus 20 and a half. SMU plus 11. Virginia plus 14 and a half. Navy plus four. K-State minus one. Utah yes. minus three. Ole Miss minus 36 and a half. Virginia Tech plus seven and a half. And Boise State minus 27 and a half. Yeah, I like it. I like a lot. I, I'm on a few of those. I'll, I'm on Memphis plus eight and a half as well tonight. Um, I just think Houston's been very good. Memphis, though, I just love I love a team that throws the ball a lot, and I think that they can cover a, a number that that of that size. Just looking through. Only thing that worries me is that they turn the ball over too much. They need to take care of the ball tonight if they're going to cover. Yep. Uh, I'm taking UNLV plus 10.5. Look, I know UNLV sucks. Coming off back-to-back wins, though, yep. just beat Hawaii. Uh, they have I'm San Diego that, State. I'm, I'm adding. I had it on my card. I took it off. Did you? Yeah. San Diego State does not score very much, so 10.5 points, even if UNLV isn't very good. Now, I am absolutely fucking terrified of that punter. He could just punt, he could just punt me to death tonight. <laughs> Might be awesome though. Yeah, you might just be pinning the boys back on their own four all game long, and then it's just no chance. I can't ask UNLV to drive. Oh, this is eleven thirty tonight. Yards. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Not it. Me and Avery will be together for, for this game tonight. It'll be oh, great yeah. to. It's gonna be th- <laughs> be three in the morning. This game will still be on. We'll go out. We'll come back. The game will still be on. Dangerous. Love it. But the worst part will be is that UNLV will probably be down fucking 30 and there's no <laughs> reason to watch. Hopefully they're in, inside the number. Uh, I'm with you on Clemson. Clemson minus four and a half. Wake has not seen this type of defense. Um, and Wake has been horrible against the run. So look for Will Shipley to have a big game. If any like if any defense can help Clemson start to move the ball and find success offensively, it's Wake. <laughs> they're, they're 90, 30 yards per play. Can't stop anything on the ground. So let's just not ask a lot of our quarterback. Let's take care of the football. And I know it's a big number. It is a big number, four and a half. But I think uh, Clemson dominates this game. Yeah, it also the trenches. It also doesn't seem right. Like this yeah. Wake Forest is good. Clemson hasn't been good. Uh, take it. UAB plus four and a half. This might be a money line play for me. I, li- I like this money line. These two teams are really, really similar. Um, They're UAB, playing UTSA? Yeah. Yeah, UAB runs the ball a little bit more. They're like 13th in the country in, ru- in rushing rate. 
Um, but they both are like pretty good running the ball. Um, defensively, pretty similar as well. Like uh, UAB's top 20 in the country in opponent yards per play. I think they hang around here. I think in a game that is going to be a lot of running the football, clock's going to be moving. Four and a half points is a lot for UAB. And it's come down from six. Uh, I said it earlier, SMU plus 11. Nebraska plus nine against Wisconsin. Any good team, they'll stay inside uh, one score, yeah. and hopefully they do that again this week. Uh, Scott Frost got to stick around, so hopefully the fellas play for him. And this could be Adrian. Is this Adrian Martinez senior day? Even though that guy fucking sucks, <laughs> but it, it, he might be motivated. Uh, K-State minus one. Look, K-State has been sneaky really good. I've bet against them a couple times this year, lost um, repeatedly. Throw the ball well with Skylar Thompson. Or, yeah, uh, Skylar Thompson. I think that they can knock off Baylor. I mean, it's not even knocking off because they're one-point favorite right now. Yeah. Uh, but they, they're they solid. They're quietly really, really good. Tw- top 25 in yards per play. I know Baylor's been good running the ball. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Kansas, Kansas State. They're 26 in the country in opponent yards per carry. So they're, they're stopping the run, too, which is perfect against Baylor. Uh, Stanford, plus two against Cal. Tanner McKee is back. That's huge for them in this game. I know Cal's coming off, coming off all the COVID issues. Apparently, they're going to be completely healthy. But Cal is maybe the most bland team in all of college football. There's nothing special about them. Um, I know I've bet on them a few times this year because I, I think they're, you know, they were were getting a lot of respect early on this season. But I think Stanford in this game, I think they win this game. Tanner McKee is very, very good. We saw how bad they were without him uh, against, who did they have? I think they had... Was it Oregon State? No, it wasn't Oregon State. I can't remember. Anyways, they were not they were not nearly as good. Utah minus three. I just think these teams are um, are close, and I'll give the edge to the home team. And then Arizona State uh, minus three as well against Oregon State. I I know it looks like things are falling apart for Arizona State, but Oregon State is horrible defensively. They're they're really really bad. Um, don't get after the quarterback. That'll be great for Jaden Daniels. Um, they can't stop the run, and Arizona State uh, is running the ball at the seventh best rate in the country. So give me uh, the Sun Devils minus three. That's okay. all my picks. How many was that? That was like nine, ten? From That's you? great. Yeah. I don't usually give good volume. Let's get after it. All right. Well, enjoy the uh, the Satur- the second last Saturday. The Saturdays are come sparingly, especially in bowl season. We don't know the days of the, the, days of the week that everybody will be playing. So. No. Um, enjoy this the second last Saturday of the regular season. We'll be back next week for uh, uh, the big game. What do they call it? Ohio Just State, Michigan. No, they haven't. I thought they have a name for it. But, anyways, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.